1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: Well, we're back talking families with Family Voice Australia. More challenging thoughts today on what Christians do to live and to model God's word for our generation. Andrew McColl is Family Voice Australia State Director for Queensland. Back with us. Hey, Andrew, welcome back to 2020. 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's nice to be with you again. Andrew, uh, I've got on some notes in front of me a scripture. Why don't we start with something from the Bible, uh, from Titus chapter 3 and verse 14. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. Simple words from Titus, and one of those verses I'm sure we gloss over, but uh, a powerful one to talk about the sort of responsibilities we might have within families. What are your thoughts here?
1: Well, Neil, it's very, very true. There are lots of opportunities for us to be busy with our families. Uh, Paul talks here in his writing to Titus about meeting pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. So there are lots of opportunities for us with families in terms of meeting pressing needs, and that leads to a kind of fruitfulness on our behalf.
0: Isn't it uh, an amazing thing that sometimes we think of families and you think, isn't that common sense? Don't families meet pressing needs uh, with good deeds? Uh, Isn't that what families do? But somehow or other, it's falling through the cracks in so many families uh, in Australian society and that may be an anecdotal uh, way of thinking about what we might be hearing uh, stories that are happening and if you read various headlines but uh, is this something that's a major issue do you think here in our nation
1: well i think it is neil because we've we've let some things go that if we were to go back a couple of hundred years we would think well why are we doing this and it's it's one thing for us today to identify family problems and there are often lots of family problems in fact we find genesis they they're coming thick and fast as you read through genesis families yep they have problems and But it's another thing to deal to face those problems and deal with them responsibly as Christian people bearing in mind that if we take our marching orders in scripture, Jesus told his disciples, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free.
0: Well, let's just agree, and I'm sure every listener will agree, uh, because they've got their own family problems. Uh, there's family problems within their wider family. They can see problems that are problems galore in our communities. So there are ways of dealing with problems. So when we talk to you, Andrew McCall. Uh, applying scripture into how we have responsibility for looking out out for uh, some of the needs and around these problems. And, off, you know, we often talk about education and health and welfare. Let's come back to these three areas once again today and in ways that we might be able to apply some of these scriptures. Uh, where do we start with, with, you know, let's start with education.
1: Well, Neil, many mothers today would would say, look, look, Neil, look, Andrew, I'm just a mother. What do I know about educating children? And I would say, you know a lot about educating children. Firstly, because I know what women are like, but even more importantly, the Bible teaches us that education is a parental responsibility. So I would say that every mother and every father concerning education of their children you can do this. The Bible has a lot to say about this actually. So if I read from Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 8, hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Proverbs 6:20. My son, observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Proverbs 31, verse 1, the words of King Lemuel the oracle which his mother taught him. And Proverbs 31, verse 26, she opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. So she is called to a teaching role alongside her husband with her children.
0: Andrew, I can hear a few brains rattling. Uh, Of course I know how to educate my children. I send them to school. Uh, What are your thoughts here? (laughs) Well, (laughs) a a very convenient way of
1: working around that problem. Yeah, I know how to do this, just sit them down the road. Oh, they're getting it down there. Yeah, well, they will be getting a form of education. If we look at what they're getting in the local public school in comparison to what the Bible teaches that they could maybe get and possibly get at home then I think you might find there's a little bit of a clash taking place in terms of values and ideologies and attitudes and curriculum and peer group pressure and things that uh, children bring to school with them today, which your children or my children might encounter, and you would think, I'm not sure that's such a good idea that my Johnny or my Susie is going to encounter children from a background and a home daily like that and that's that's pretty confronting stuff sometimes. Uh,
0: what are your thoughts here uh, I know you've got uh, some really fabulous quotes around these things and uh, listeners to our conversations know you have given the priority to the scripture um, but there are other famous authors who have said very wise things, put things into context about Parents and children and the responsibility for raising them right. Uh, What are your uh, thoughts here uh, around some of these quotes?
1: Well, fortunately, there are some very good writers who've been around for a while now that Christians have been able to access. And one of my favourites in terms of education is a fellow by the name of Roussous Rushdooney. He died in 2001, but he was quite an authority when it comes to the importance of education for the Christian family. He he made this statement and he said this, children are a God-given inheritance for our conquest of the world for Christ. They are a means of subduing the earth and exercising dominion under the Lord. If we give our children to state or private schools which are not systematically Christian in their curriculum, we are then giving the future to God's enemies and he will hold us accountable for laying waste our heritage.
0: Now, I know that there's no intention of a belittling or uh, or being a critic of families, but when you talk about these sorts of things, you create something of an aspiration because you know we've got choices, haven't we, Andrew? Well, we can send our children to a private school we could choose a private school that's a Christian private school. Uh, we could send our children to a state school or we could take an option of homeschooling. We've got lots of choices in there. Are you creating here, when you have a quote like that, creating that image that says there has to be a higher aspiration than just sending our children along to the closest school because they'll be subject to what whatever curriculum is uh, blowing around the cultural winds? Uh, there's aspiration in what you're saying.
1: Well, there certainly is aspiration, Neil. And, and what we have to say to ourselves as Christian people, I mean, we started off talking about the fact, well, well we, we often talk about the fact that we acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And we say, well, yeah, well, that's about talking about sin and, and talking about the fact that Jesus died for me and he died for my my spouse and my children. And we want to ensure that our children are raised in the knowledge of god and and what we have to realize is that when we're talking about education of a child if if we're talking about 12 years if you multiply well 30 hours a week because that's nine till three five days a week so six files are 30 hours in a week then 40 hours 40 times 30 is is uh Four threes are twelve, so that's twelve hundred hours. So you go twelve hundred hours times twelve years. Well, you've just said fourteen thousand four hundred hours when your child is going to be in school and he won't be with you. And that's that's kind of that's when he or she is removed from you. That's at a minimum. That's just the hours in the school, no travel. No sports time outside the normal time. So we're looking at the opportunity as Christian parents to give our children over those 12 years a seriously Christian education, starting with Genesis, starting with the fact that the world is young. It's only about 6,000 years old. God made us. God made us firstly for himself and secondly that we might rule and have dominion for him.
0: The homeschooling option here, and uh, I've got to note that the homeschooling in Australia has taken a really big leap forward, and I guess through COVID and through some of the challenging things that are now being taught in schools that you might say are aligned with a woke agenda parents seem to be waking up and saying, well, homeschooling is an alternative, it's an option I need to think about. Uh, what are your thoughts around homeschooling if you were singling that out? Because if you talk about those 14,000 hours, uh, one way of of being able to change the way that you do things normally uh, might be this homeschooling option. Is this something that uh, you or at Family Voice Australia, you push a, a homeschooling uh, line? Well,
1: I can't really speak for Family Voice Australia because it's not really fair to say that there's one way to do this and that's the only way. I I can say that speaking for my wife and I, we, we started homeschooling our children in 1990 and we found some curriculum that we actually knew and we used that. It was a Christian curriculum and based around the fact that, hey, God is in heaven. He made the world. He made us. (laughs) made us on the basis of having fellowship with us. And so you can start with that foundation and then you work out all of that process through the subjects. But you begin with a God who made Adam and Eve in the garden. And that gives you options. Now, I have I've had people come to me over the years who said to me, my husband and I took our children out of school and within three weeks they had changed uh, and they're talking specifically about oh, not necessarily either oh, even a, a public school or even a, a private school, a Christian school, but they noticed the change in withdrawing the children and having them home just in the, the home environment. What a change it made to
0: them f- for, the, f- for the good. Uh, so homeschooling has to be in the mix there and uh, when you can find good Christian curriculum uh, to have a homeschooling experience, that's a good aspiration to have. Uh, interestingly, some will say, oh, I'm, I'm feeling a little guilty now because uh, we've got a mortgage and uh, both mother and father need to be in the workforce to pay that mortgage and it's a challenging time. Uh, I, what do you say to people who say, uh, you know, it's just not it's just not going to happen? It's an impossibility for us in our family. We've got to be able to send our children to the state school and they are going to be exposed to those things, but we haven't got a choice because we've got to pay the mortgage. Well, you probably have to pay a mortgage, of
1: course, you know, once you borrow the money to buy, to, to buy the house. All the time that we were homeschooling our children, we were actually renting a house, and we, they were in two places, once in Dubbo in New South Wales and and, and here up in Brisbane. And we just said, well, you've got, we need to have a house and so to put a roof over us. And we, would, we were only having one income, and that was mine. And I wasn't making big buckets of money. I was in a fairly modest income. We just decided. Well, we would work off one income. Uh, my wife Sue would be home with our three sons uh, over that time, and they just worked through the system and did their homeschooling and did their Christian curriculum, and we were we were happy with that. We weren't making big bucks, and and it wasn't until many years later that we were able to buy a house, uh, and fortunately, which was great. And we're living in this that same house now, but we were we were happy to make that make that uh, sacrifice. I guess, but God has helped us. God has blessed us. Uh, our children are a blessing to us. We've now got grandchildren, and f- five of those. So we thank the Lord that there is a future and a hope for that, that for that uh, family who's on a very modest budget, uh, a very modest income. I understand completely. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we have food on the table. We, we give the children what we what we think they need, and they're able to work from that. And I, I think there is a great future in that for every family.
0: Uh, powerful insights. And uh, I'm not sure we're going to get to the others today because it's been good to just dwell around this education because some will be saying, well, you know, I've got this balance in my mind uh, earning the dollars, uh, but then there's something in your heart that says, What about the kids? Coming back to that Rush Dooney quote, uh, Children are a God given inheritance for our conquest of the world for Christ. Uh, he will hold us accountable for laying waste our heritage. Really powerful things, food for thought around how we deal with issues in family. And so, uh, and coming back to those scriptures, uh, you gave us a a bunch of great scriptures and certain encouragement there, especially around, you know, sometimes we talk about that Proverbs 31 woman and you gave us a great scripture there from Proverbs 31. She opens her mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Uh, so the wisdom of parents, uh, the heritage of parents being passed on to children. So we'll we might have to save uh, thoughts on health and welfare, and we've talked about these uh, in all of different updates over recent times uh, for listeners. Uh, you know, you can check out some of the things that Andrew's saying. He's written a number of books too, uh, worth getting a hold of too. You'll be able to find those uh, at the website. Uh, uh, family voice australia they'll have some sort of a link there for andrew mccall and uh andrew <coughs> is there a, do, you, do you have a particular website too personally where where listeners can get a hold of some books that you've written well
1: if they wanted to if they wanted to give me a call i can give them a private number uh, i can do that
0: now if you like, me, like that's going to help uh, that might help for some and uh, sometimes people say yes Where's the phone numbers? Always a website. So what you know? So what the, you know? You're going to give out your private number now. You might get all sorts of people giving you feedback. So, uh, so what? Well, to, I might,
1: and that's that, that's life <laughs> sometimes. You're so, happy yes, to take my, those my calls? Private number is zero four zero four four two five triple
0: two. Okay, zero four zero four four two five triple two. Andrew McColl, who's Family Voice Australia State Director for the state of Queensland, Andrew. Great insights as always. Thanks so much for joining us again on Twenty Twenty. Thanks,
1: Neil. Always good to good to chat with you every every time. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.